Hi, everyone, and welcome to another episode of What Do We Call This Podcast. I am your host, Kaylin. Um, don't forget to rate and follow. It's super helpful for getting the podcast up there and out to more people, um, which I think is something we would all want if you're within this community, just share it with others. And yeah, I'm very grateful for that from all of you. Um, let's see, any other housekeeping stuff would be to check out some of the questionnaires that I have for listener write-ins. We have a few different um, like topics you can write in about, and I just want to collect more so I can make a listener episode for all of you because it's fun to hear your stories and um, all that jazz. So check that out. It'll be in the, um, the episode description and the details and all that jazz. Um, yeah, that's all I have for housekeeping. Today we are joined by John. Say hello, John. Hey, hello everybody. <laughs> hey, Kaylin, how you been? I've been good. I've been good. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm giggling because we were talking just before this, but it's yeah. like, here we are now. <laughs> yeah, we're on it. We're on it now. We're on air. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> how does it feel to be? Um, a recorded thing. I I know you did some virtual teaching for a while. Yeah, it, this is a little different because um, <laughs> I'm pretty sure the kids that I taught virtually, maybe 10% of them were actually listening and paying attention. So, um, but no, I was, I just, I'm going into this just like, I'm going to have a conversation with, yeah. with my cousin and it's going to be great. And that's just, Hell yeah. yeah. So, Yay. yeah. Thank you for well, having me on. Appreciate it. Of course. Thanks for coming on. Um, of course. It was fun interviewing um, Katie last week. Katie is John's um, older sister. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, her and I had a lot of fun. And I was like, oh, I should reach out to John. I know he's back from Hawaii now. <laughs> and I caught you at the perfect time right before back to yeah. school stuff starts up. So. Yeah, it's good timing. Yeah, here Definitely. we go. <laughs> um, do you have any opening thoughts before we dive in? Anything that's in your brain? Um, no, not really. I, uh, I kind of, I had a good, I just had a good day where we, we got a lot of stuff done and feeling pretty excited about the school year starting. It's always like a bittersweet time of the year like yeah. with summer ending because you really enjoy having that time off. But then you do, at least in my experience, really start to miss the kids and you start mm-hmm. missing to be around them because they're being around that kind of energy. It's very healing and it's, it's nice to, it's, it's always nice. So it's, I'm excited. I'm excited to see them tomorrow and they're all, yeah. So it's oh, good. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. 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 We'll, we'll talk more about, um, your, your role as I hate your role as a leader, but it's more than that too. Not just <laughs> being a leader isn't a lot, but yeah, I wish I had a better set of words. Yeah. We'll dive into that a little bit more. Yeah, definitely. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we can just like get into it. Yeah, get into it. Cool. Okay. Um, I'm trying to think of the best like order of events that I want to do this. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I think I have a good flow here. Um, let's dive in a little bit with like anything like therapy related or like I guess like what you would categorize as like self-help or anything like that. Like, are you currently doing any form of therapy or, uh, yeah. self-improvement feels like a weird, like goal oriented thing, but you know what I'm saying? But yeah, no, definitely like kind of like, uh, 
just he like self healing yeah activities you know yes. like things that are Thank just you. like good for your health and your mental well being and your soul mm-hmm. you know like uh yeah so um I've done therapy twice um I started therapy back in the pandemic after uh I lost one of my friends um. Mm-hmm. So I was going through a pretty rough patch there. I was going through a pretty, a breakup with a long, long-term girlfriend at the time. Yeah. And, uh, it was, it was hard and therapy was very helpful. Like it was, I never realized how helpful it is to just lay your stuff out, lay your baggage out to somebody and just really have a non-partial listener actually have you, have them give you their opinions and their thoughts and, and just guide you to, uh, different lines of thinking. Cause that's really what it, it's all about. It's about changing your mindset and, and focusing on different things rather than negative things. Yeah. It, you know, it's so. wild. The like language that they're able to use that just like totally can help you with like working on reframing your mindset. Yeah. And, and you see, like, you, yeah, you see it from a different perspective other than your own, you know? And yeah, it's, it's so helpful. And then, uh, so yeah, lots, I did started that, um, yoga, big time, big time, life changing thing that I took up a couple of years ago, same around the, right around the same time. Yeah. Uh, I was going through, I had a, I started because I was, I was, I went through maybe a whole year where I was on and off again, maybe like three months with my back being like, okay. And then like a month with my back being hurt Mm -hmm. and it just didn't seem to get any, it wasn't getting any better. It was a bad cycle. And at the time I was, wow, uh, 31. So I was like, I was just 30. I was basically 30 over that. And I just told myself, I'm not going to be dealing with this for the rest of my life. So I had to change something. And that was the thing I chose to do. And you said yoga specifically. Yeah, specifically yeah. yoga. I downloaded an app on my phone and didn't go to classes. I just worked solo. I started off slow yeah. and slowly just got better and stronger at it. And my back problems are basically gone. Like it's, it just healed back completely. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. Wow. So, and then, and it's just so like mentally relaxing to just turn all your focus onto one activity. Yeah. And, yeah. and really, and really like push yourself and, and dive into it. You know, it's, it's hard to do that. Yeah. There's so many, we live in a world where there's just distractions everywhere. Yeah. We, we have a distraction in our pocket that we basically have the entire world in our pockets most of the time when we're <laughs> walking around and, uh, and it's really, it's really difficult to not be curious and looking at them constantly. Yeah. No, you know, so, so true. And then also thinking about like all the other things you could be doing and like this and that. And it's like, Mm -hmm. you're never going to do any of it if that's like the focus that you have. So then Mm -hmm. getting to deep dive into something and like really loving it and having it like affect your life in many different ways is like Mm -hmm. super special. That's inspiring. I, I like that. Yeah. (laughs) Um, would you say you started out with like restorative yoga first or has it no, really I, been? No, I kind of went, I used restorative yoga on the days where I still wanted to practice, mm-hmm. but I was tired. I was sore. Yeah. So that was when I chose to do 
a restorative class, you know, and cool. the, the app, the app that I use is really cool. Like it allows you to, it's customizable on so many levels first, like by, by difficulty, it has mm -hmm. like beginner through advanced, and then you can adjust time limit on it. So you can do anywhere between like a five minute class all the way to like an hour and a half class and anything, wow. in and anything in between that. That's cool. Um, yeah. And because a lot of people, I think, choose to not do stuff like that because they don't have, they think that they don't have time. Yeah. But realistically, everybody probably can spend 15 minutes, change yeah. 15 minutes of what they're doing prior like, and put thing. that and put that in exactly. And put <laughs> yeah. that into something that's actually like physically and mentally healthy for you. Yeah. You know, and like, and that's, that's the, that's what I really appreciate that. So like it gave, it allowed me time and, um, because had I had done it maybe 10 years ago when I was in my twenties, like I like good, I go like, I went all in things. Like I would go as far as I can, as fast as I could. And most of the time I would burn out really quick on it. Yeah. I wouldn't yeah. be able to maintain it. Like I wanted to get into running. Uh, I'm going to run three miles. I go out and run three uh, miles. And then I, my, and then I would be so sore and I'd be like, I'm never running ever again, <laughs> you know? <laughs> so, so, and I, and I went into that knowing that that was my attitude, knowing that that's kind of like my competitive spirit is, and that's because that's really what it comes from. It comes from a competitive force inside of me that, that challenges. Exactly. So, um, so it was, it was, it was challenging that part of myself to really ease into it. So I started off in beginner. I did 15 minute classes. I did that for about two weeks, um, every day, 15 minutes, every day two about two weeks. I built the habit. And when I started noticing about a week and a half is those, the 15 minutes got really easy. I wasn't breaking a sweat at all. Cause the first time, first few, first week of it, I was exhausted. My muscles were sore. I was dripping sweat. It was exhausting. And then after a week and a half of that, I really, I wasn't even raising my heart rate. It felt like it was not, it was like, I was just basically walking at that point. So that was when I said, okay, now I can move up a level. So now instead of beginner, beginner, I'm going to better beginner too. And then I kept it at the same time. And I did that for a week. And then the same, same thing, it was challenging and then it got easy. And then when it got easy, I bumped up the time limit. I went to 30 minute classes at the same level yeah. and I stayed on that and about another, another week or so goes by on those consistently. And by that time, now I'm on a third 28 day streak, you know, I've done it for 28 days in a row yeah. and, and it's, it's like, it's just natural. I don't even think about it. And then, um, so yeah. And then I progressed to a point where like, I'm comfortable at the level that I'm at right now. I don't feel the need to push past it because it's still challenging. Right. right, right, right. And then, and also my, my job and I'll, we'll talk, I'm sure we'll talk about my job yeah. later, but it's also physically demanding. So like I come home from work pretty physically tired and really all I have in me is to do maybe a 15 minute workout, maybe a 30 minute workout. Yeah. And, and that's, and I call that good because it's better than not doing like even right before this, I was like, I can do 15 minutes and, that's better than not doing anything at all, yeah. you know? So that's so true. That's yeah. So true. I, I like that. I'm, I'm curious if you've like, have you done any of like the meditative stuff too, like in conjunction with it or has it all been? A yeah, lot of, like, I, I do. 
it's a lot of it's power flow, but I really allow myself to like at the end of practice, I really take like mm-hmm. a couple minutes to just allow the mute, like the, allowing the sounds to just kind of escape and really just focus on my breathing and, and internal thoughts and allowing myself to let those things go if they're negative and embrace them if they're positive. And so I, I, I do try to incorporate that spiritual, that meditation practice to it. Cause I think it skips. Yeah. It's yeah. not, it's not emphasized in a lot of classes that you go to or things. And it's certainly not emphasized in the app. It's something that I had to kind of do exactly. on my own. If yeah. you want it, they, although I will say there is a meditation, um, section. a section on it. Like you can just, cool. it, it'll take you through a guided meditation and I've done that too. And it's nice. It's, yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. I, you have me thinking about like how obviously there are things that are like purely fitness and there's always like a level, like a competitive sport, there's a level of like heart and like grit, passion, whatever it may be that like comes into it. But mm-hmm. like, I'm specifically thinking about like how I've like been getting, I had been getting a little more into pole dance, it's a little hard right now with like travel and everything. Sure, but, sure. Like being within that community for the last few years. Um, You've really progressed on that too. Yeah, a little bit. From I, what I've seen, from what I remember seeing at the beginning to what I've seen oh, now. Yeah, <laughs> thank you. Uh-huh. Oh my gosh, it's it's hard to like not look at it and be like, oh, like what? And flexibility is like such a that, that's what I'm focusing on traveling right now because yeah. hasn't been like it's been a little accessible but not fully. Sure. So flexibility's sure. been like a fun focus, but um, you got me thinking about like how even in pole fitness, a lot of it can be purely focused on like physical form, strength, like perfection or like whatever it may be. And like, Mm. there's a whole nother side to it, like from where it originated with like sensuality, sexuality, whatever it may be. And like embracing, like it goes even further past that, just with like internal emotions and like what you're feeling with the movement. Sure. And so I feel like yoga and meditation could be the same thing where like so much of yoga has just been like getting the perfect, like, whatever pose and right. it's all strength and there's no like, well, where, where did this originate from? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. A lot of people, a lot of people forget, like there's, there's, we have three, um, pieces to us basically, you know, we have our, we have our physical piece, mm-hmm. we have our, our mental piece and then our spiritual, Yeah, you know, and I think I really believe that you can't, you can't be a healthy person unless you're in tune with all three of those pieces. Yeah, Otherwise, loving you're off. all three. You have to have balance between all three of those. Yeah. You yeah. know, I really do believe that. Yeah, it's weird operating in a world where uh, there's like the work side of it for most people, where it's like your brain is so valued, and then mm-hmm. like everything else is supposed to just be like separate and there's mm-hmm. also like societal like standards of like the physical form and then like there's hardly any attention uh i guess media wise that really focuses on like the spiritual like like who you are aspect you know yeah and- definitely <laughs> <laughs> all right well let's see um, oh, we'll talk about this a little bit, but I had a question of what other forms of self-discovery are you practicing? Um, I know you like, you um, big 
things. Yeah, you know what? You know what I actually started getting into over the summer was journaling. You know, I'd never, I'd never done that before. It wasn't, it wasn't anything that I was willing to do or wanting to do. It was something that my, my most recent, um, counselor recommended. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and it was cool. He, he, he said, you start off by writing down like three, three positive things, like any small thing that you can write down positive, you write those three things down and then you write down three negative thoughts that you've had throughout the day. And then the next step is to reshape those three negative thoughts, reword them so that they yeah. turn into positive things. Uh, and then the last part of that is to just, he, he just says free, write, 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 just, just write, write whatever you're feeling, write what you want. Um, so I really took time to, uh, on the end of my days to write down like what I did. Cause that was the other thing I wanted to like really be able to look back and like read and about like my trip here and my time that I spent because yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I knew it was going to fly by and I knew I was going to have a lot to do and wanted they wanted to do. So like I wanted to have like a, a another level of memorization to it, you know, yeah. so that I can hang on to it. So I, that's what I, I, I was a big part of it was just writing out what I did and how I was feeling and what, what my thoughts were during certain times. And, and it was very healing just getting, those thoughts out and even if they were bad thoughts like it was still like, it was still oh, nice it was stuff. it was a release yeah yeah so yeah. um that's definitely and i didn't do it every day it wasn't something that i was like consistent mm -hmm. with it was if i did it a day and then maybe when i i, I did it had a couple a day and a two in a row maybe i was mm -hmm. great and then maybe it was three or four days before i wrote in that journal again and yeah. i would do my best to recollect what i did and re re go through what I did on those four days in between writing. Um, yeah. And I was, and I was kind to myself with that, you know, cause I, I think that I would have really beat myself up about not doing it consistently. You yeah. Know, like I mean, to the, probably to the point where I'll be like, I might as well not do it if I'm not going to do it right. And, <laughs> and that's just like, and again, that's just that attitude that I had and yeah. that I, that I need to get, that I get away from, you know, like if I can't do it to the best of my ability, or like be the best at it, then like, that's not, it's, you should still try. You should yeah. still, and even trying at the, is the most important part, and, oh, yeah. you know, like the attempt. Fully agree. Fully agree. Mm -hmm. it's, like a, it's a hard habit to build for sure. I'm, I'm stoked you mentioned that cause I started it back in March after just like, a, I don't know, a few shitty weeks and then having kind of like like a shitty night and like talking to Zach and just being like, dude, like something has to change. Like there's too much in here. That's just like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's been, I remember like telling myself, okay, for one week, I'm going to do it every day and just like, see how everything like starts to like, mm -hmm. just, know, how, just how it feels. Yeah. 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 And then after that, I was like, okay, I'll be more kind to myself and maybe let's try it every other day. And then, after however long, like, just make sure you're doing it at least once a week. And like, after like, it became something that was like a natural, like, safe place to go. It's just like, whenever the need is there, it's there. And it doesn't feel like a difficult thing to like, no, you just, you come, it, you come, yeah. you come back to it when you want to. Yeah. You know, yeah, it's yeah, just, yeah. yeah. It's like an old friend. It's like an old book that you could pick up. And... Yes. I like that you said old friend at first. It's yeah. So true. It's, it is an old friend, you know, you, it's pick, just, you pick right just, back up. Right you're again, the conversation <laughs> just picks up, right? Like how you guys were before. Yeah. 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 
it's a great it's a great thing to like but yeah those are those are those are the big things that that i really have incorporated recently in my last in the last couple of years and yeah. in the last few months is is the journaling the yoga the meditation practice the counseling like and all of those things are very beneficial and really helps get through um hard times and so yeah definitely. yeah hard times being a human mm-hmm. all the shit we're subjected to no matter what mm-hmm. yeah yeah um let's see okay what what does self-care mean and look like to you outside of like your regular practices like little like self-love things that you'll do uh keep yourself going eating healthier is definitely Mm -hmm. a big one you know Mm -hmm. like being more being more um selective and and being like mindful about what i'm choosing to eat when i'm choosing to eat Mm-hmm. You know, those are like, that's, that's a small thing that you can change in your life that makes, has like big benefits to you. Um, so I think that's one, uh, little routines, you know, like I think like making your bed in the morning, you know, like that's a big one, just like little doing small little chores for yourself, like, um, stretching, you know, taking, giving yourself like 10, a five minute break reading, yeah. Like, yeah. you know, getting back into reading is was nice for me over the summer. What kind you know, of stuff were you reading? Um, I was reading, I read, a, I read like, I read three books over the summer. Uh, one was uh, John Wooden's autobiography. And yeah, the, the book's called <laughs> They Call Me Coach. Um, okay. Really, really inspiring. Really. Cool. I, he, he really, uh, and I'd read it before a long time ago. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was long enough to where I forgot, I had, I need, I had re- didn't remember quite a bit of it. You know, I lost a lot of it through the time. So it was helpful to like, so it was helpful to 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 refresh it and and go back into it. And you still take away a lot of things. And, and I think that's the interesting part, reading it as a 34 year old, as opposed to a 18 year old, so much time has passed and very many experiences have gone. So like you definitely, you have a whole nother perspective when you're reading something over those after a time frame like that. Yeah. Um, So that was, that was great. I really enjoyed it. Uh, and then I read the, um, I read two, two books by, uh, Don Miguel Ruiz, who was the author okay. of the four agreements. Oh, have, I, you read, have, have you read that? I have it saved in our Kindle library. Zach was oh, like, Oh, you should check this out. I was like, okay. Yeah. It's, 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 re- it's really great. They're, okay. they're, they're small. I got like, it's right here in front of me. It's like a small little guy. Oh, this cool. one, this okay. one, this one's called mastery of self. Okay. Um, and then the other one was called uh, mastery of love. And they were really, it was cool reading them consecutively okay. you know, because they build off, they, they, he uses the same terms. It's the same practices. It's just focusing on different aspect of life, you know, and a different focus on what you're trying to work on. Okay. Um, but they all really focus on like the self healing, you know, mm-hmm. like the, the perspective changing, realizing that people do things out of selfish, like they're, they, they're doing it for themselves and, to not take anything personally, you know, those are, I think those are the four it's, it's don't take things personally. Don't make assumptions. Uh, always try your best and, um, be mindful of your, of your words, you know, mm. being, be impeccable with your word. That's, that's what it is. Okay. You know, do what you're going to say, say you're doing, you know, um, not making assumptions is big one. 
you know, like, because we, that, we, that's my fault. Because <laughs> we have, yeah, exactly. Because we have, and we all do it, yeah, you know, yeah. we, we put intentions into people. Mm-hmm. We, we tell them that person did this because of this reason. And it's just impossible. That's, it's something that we should never yeah. do because we have no idea why somebody does what they do. Yeah. The only person that knows why they do something is themselves. Yeah. You know, and that's, that's really the main focus of all those books is just, is, is you can only change and affect you and you're not responsible for anything else past yourself as far as like feelings and, and actions and responsibilities, you know, like it's, you have attachments and you want to help people and those are all great qualities. But at the end of the day, like you have to really, you only have yourself you have to take care of yourself and your self love is so important. Um, so yeah, so those are the books that I read and they were very, it was those, that was nice. It was, those were big takeaways from there and, um, very enjoyable. I, I honestly, I don't think I'd read that much in three months. I, that's probably the most I read in a couple of years and wow. I did it in a, and I did it in a seven week span, you know? So that was, that was really nice. It was nice to get back into it. It reminded me how much I really enjoyed it reading. Yeah. It's easy you know, to lose so with it is. day-to-day life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Have you seen yourself like continuing since you got back? Just with like uh, a little bit. It's, yeah. I mean, like I said, I'm getting back into yeah. school mode now. Yeah. It's, there's, there's stuff going on, but I'm definitely going to be more diligent about reading, you know, Hell yeah. because it's something again, it's about doing things that you enjoy to do. I like you know? that. And if you, if you really enjoy to do it, it's, it's worth making the time to do it. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah. Agreed. There's so many great things out there that are like so simple to like ease the mind or, mm-hmm escape or like help yourself out whatever mm-hmm, it may be mm-hmm. that uh they're so easy to just like replace with this little thing your phone yep. <laughs> i'm like i could grab it again but i'm not gonna do that yeah no it's, it's just sitting over there right now it's not even yeah. existing just get yeah, out of here i know this that's like something special with like getting to do these podcast episodes is like how like in the moment it feels with conversation and everything there's like no distraction and it's like a pretty like mutually like like or i guess non-verbal mutually agreed upon thing sure getting to do this with someone else and yeah it just definitely. It feels good <laughs> totally yeah uh, well let's keep on going um oh okay i feel like you'll really like this question what advice do you think 45 year old you would give current you 34 year old john uh Probably to let go of expectations and just allow things to happen how they were going to happen. Yeah. You know, because I think, and I, I really do think, because when I, when I reflect now on the, on the positive things that are in my life and the accomplishments that I've made, most of them, while they've all come from hard work, it's also been when I, they've also just kind of happened, you know, mm-hmm. like I, my, you enforced it or no, yeah. not at all. You know, like yeah. getting my job was a good example of that. You know, like I, I got a science credential. I went to school for, to be a science teacher. So I got a science credential 
uh, and then, but my time that I spent during my undergrad, I took a lot of, uh, sports psychology classes and, and coaching classes. Um, so when I went to the credentialing office after I was done, they actually told me that I qualified for a physical education single subject. So I, I came out of, and I, all I had to do was just sign a form and say, yeah, that's what I want to do that yeah. and send yeah, to yeah. the state. So I came out of the credential program with two single subject credentials for science and for physical education. Yeah. Um, but I did my, but I did all prior teaching, like student teaching and focus was right. on science. Uh, and then the next two years, um, cause I graduated, cause I finished in 2019, the next two years was long-term subbing and looking for science jobs, just applying to any science job that I saw within a district within 20 miles of me. Yeah. You know, any science. Job. And then it was just no response, no response would get an interview, not get it. And then I, yeah. it was this roller coaster of, yes, I got an interview. No, I didn't get it. And then like, and then it was just like down, 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 down. And, yeah. uh, but that whole time I was still working. I, I still held down sub jobs and long-term sub jobs. So I was still working. I was still gaining experience. Um, and I just knew that if I just kept persevering, that it would, something would work out. And then, uh, the following school year. So now, now we're in the 20, um, pandemic. Yeah. yeah the 2020 that, well, the pandemic year, I, it was, the, it was through that same thing. You know, like yeah. it was that, was, that was the last, that was my last year of long-term subbing. I got my job, um, in 2021, 22 school year. Wow. That's a weird uh, time. Yeah. It was the, it was the year right after the pandemic, everybody was coming in offline off from being yeah. online. It was pretty, it was pretty wild, but I applied for two positions at the same time with Downey Unified. I applied for a online science job mm -hmm. because at the time Downey was really, they went all in on virtual because that's what we, at that time, that's what we needed. So they created an entire virtual academy which was basically an essential one, uh, one school that had all virtual teachers in it. So I applied for a science position with that job, but then they also shot out a, uh, a PE an elementary PE job. And I had never, I'd never thought about doing PE until the prior, uh, it's such a, it's so funny how this world works out <laughs> the prior, uh, school year. Um, I finished my school year, the previous, the 2020 yeah. school year at a long-term sub job in Huntington beach for physical education for middle school. And I had the best three weeks of my life. It was yeah. so much fun. I got to play sports with the kids. I was outside where I, I just enjoy, I always have enjoyed being outdoors and I was in the sun and running around with kids and I was healthy and it was really at a time in life where I was really transitioning into getting into better shape. And mm -hmm. I was turning into like where I'm at right now. Like that was, that was when I was, that was when I was full and swing of like in yoga, like I was on my 30 day yoga streak and I got that long-term PE job and everything was moving that way. Yeah. So when the PE elementary job, I just, I just decided to apply for it. I had a credential for it. That was one of the requirements. You could either have a multi-subject or a single subject in PE, and I had that. So I just I applied for it, and I actually got both interviews. I went in to interview for both jobs on the same day. I had the That's one, awesome. I had the science one, did really well, walked out of that one really feeling pretty good, and I went into the PE one, and I did really well in on that one too. And I went, I left Downey 
thinking like, I don't know which job they're going to offer me. <laughs> I was like, I was like, they're going to offer me one of those jobs. I don't know which one it is, but they're going to do yeah. it. And, uh, I got a phone call from, um, the principal of the virtual Academy. And she told me that I did not get the science job. So it was just like, boom, down. Yeah. I'm like, oh. and then like 20 minutes later, I got a phone call from, uh, our assistant superintendent offering me the physical education job. And it was just like pff, skyrocket elation, like, just relief, <laughs> yeah, just relief, and broke down in tears. And it was just such a, but again, it was it was a moment where I just allowed something to to happen. Mm-hmm. It was just manifested. Yeah, you know, like I, there wasn't a plan. Like I didn't have a plan two years ago to be a PE teacher, but right. now I'm doing it, and I can't picture not doing it anymore. <laughs> You know, so it's just, I think that's what my older self would tell, would continue to remind me right yeah. now is to, is to just let things happen and like be open to experiences and just mm-hmm. where they take you. I think, yeah. So, and then with that advice, it's, it's very, it's a very positive outlook. You look forward to what's coming. Yeah. You know, you're in the, you're in a good moment and you just look forward to what's coming next. I like so. that. I like that frame because <clears throat> to me, it's like, I agree. It's such a positive mindset. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, that's so scary. I don't know what's going to happen. <laughs> like it's more of like an anxious mm-hmm. feeling, but then like you phrase it that way. And I'm like, yeah, that's so true. Yeah. Great. way to look at it. Yeah. Um, so if that's what your 45 year old self would give you advice for currently, what do you think current you would give advice to say like 18, 20, 20s, <clears throat> early 20s year old you? Um, <laughs> to reflect back on that. Time. Yeah, that's a, that's a good question too. What would I tell my younger self right now? Mm-hmm. Um, confidence, you know, like, like having, having confidence to insert yourself into situations that you feel like you don't belong, you know, like, cause when I reflect back, I, I really, I allowed feelings like shame and fear and anxiety. I allowed those feelings to take me out of experiences, you know, mm-hmm. like maybe like going on a few more extra dates, meeting new extra few more people, going to a few more parties, you know, like doing those small things, like going to travel a little bit more, Mm -hmm. you know, like being more willing to explore. Like I really was in a, I was in a long moment where like the only time I had confidence was when I was playing water polo or when I was in school, you know, I knew I was good. I knew I was a good student and I knew I was good in the water. So like surfing, water polo in the classroom, like, those are my, those are my elements. Those are where I feel comfortable. Yeah. Uh, and I succeeded in those things. So it was just like, you have confidence in these other areas. There's no reason you can't take that same confidence into other aspects of your life. And I really think that, um, that's what I would tell my younger self is to just have, have the confidence, know that you're a special person that people are willing and wanting to be around. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like, cause yeah. And there's also recognizing, like, I, I feel like I keep hearing like 
elements of like areas where you know for sure you're like solid in Mm -hmm. like are comfortable and like like that's a safe 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 space but anything outside of that where it's unknown and you probably aren't the best because who could be the best at literally everything you can't can't be the best at things that you've never done before yeah yeah and even then it's like <clears throat> other people are better at some things than others and it's yeah, like and you can that, still go and enjoy it and it doesn't have to be like that yeah, letting go again it's that same mentality of letting go of the idea yeah. that you can't enjoy something just because like if you're not doing the best if you're not the best at it like yeah surfing surfing and i think that's why i've always loved surfing is because like i've always known that like as far as like skill level and dynamics of surfing goes like there's so many things that you can do on those boards, but I'm so happy to just be able to surf and to have that skill and I'll be able to do it. Um, it's not something that I've really, I really, it's like the one thing in my life other than actually like out paddling people. It's the one thing in my life that I've had no desire to be competitive with against any other person. You're just like, I'm here and doing my thing. There's Mm -hmm. no competitive side of it. It's like, yeah, self it's just a total it's it's, it is it it very it very much is yeah and i think we've we've had conversations about water the two of us not on not like prior to this podcast like you and i have i think we have a lot of the same mentality about water and how healing it is yeah and i've always i've always felt comfortable in the water more so like than i am just like out of the water like Mm -hmm. you know like i i have so like I, I feel like there's a connection there and like there's something that um is allowed to come out of me when I'm in the water. Yeah. You know, so um that's a, yeah, it totally is self. It's self love, it's self care. It's it's about discovering those things. Something that's not like goal oriented or anything. It's just mm-hmm. like you existing and mm-hmm. doing something that's that you just truly enjoy doing. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Oh my yeah. gosh. Yes. Water is great. I'm like <laughs> starting to get a little more comfortable with like waves. I love it. It's, I was just telling Zach this the other day. Like I loved like, oh, what's it called? Like boogie boarding as a kid and like mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff. I wasn't scared to like dive under super large waves because I knew like that was a thing. And then I think in high school, I tried surfing one time with like some friends. I can't remember. Um, and it was just like a really shitty day and I had not really ever done it before. And it just, it scared the shit out of me. I remember just getting like sure. washing machine yeah. and like, it just freaked me out since then. And like, now that we've been traveling, it's like, we're in all these beach towns and I'm like, oh my gosh, like I want to get more comfortable with it. And it's been yeah. super cool. But then like also trying out something totally like, I don't know what it is. Like the, the ocean is a big, arguably scary place just because of like what's possible but it's also oh. awesome for that same exact reason for the same reason exactly exactly so it's like uh, like the power of the waves scares me more like i feel so resistant to it and i don't want to be anymore and then mm-hmm. it's like we go scuba diving or like oh, waterfalls waterfalls make me so damn happy and like that doesn't scare me and i'm like ah. yeah <laughs> <laughs> I thought you'd appreciate that. I'm like, I, why am I so resistant to the, the ebb and flow of it? Like, I don't want to be resistant to it. I know, like, purely from, like, physics, I know that that's, like, not the best thing to do for, like, avoiding overexerting yourself. But even from, like, a, like, whether it be spiritual or, um, like, energetic, like, 
realm, like, it's also something that I'm like... <laughs> I, I, th- I think a big... I think a big source of those feelings, Kaylin, are from when we're in forces of nature, you know, like the ocean, the rivers, the mountains, when we're in those areas that are truly, truly so much bigger than, than us. Yeah. And they're, and they're, they're permanent things. They're, they're going to be there longer than we're going to be here. Oh yeah. You know, like there's that. I think I just, I think when you're in your, your, you feel that power, you feel the force of nature in those moments and yeah. you feel how little control you really have literally none. with those things. <laughs> none. <laughs> um, but when you let, and again, it's all about when you let go of the, when you recognize that and when you let it go, that's when you really allow yourself to enjoy those places. Yeah. Yeah. And those that's, things. Why, uh, that's why being a kid is so fucking fantastic. And that's, that's exactly why it is. Because you don't, you don't have that, that, that that mindset is not in there yet because those experiences haven't happened to you. Yeah. Yeah. Haven't been molded into that yet. It gets me thinking about like, wow, when I'm a parent, like even like your language is super like molding sounds forceful, but like it, it can mold like a child's mindset, you know, and like, yeah, I'm, it, like, shape, I'm, it shapes, it, it builds, exactly, it, yeah. it creates, it constructs, you know, and I it, just like, I don't want them to like have like whatever experiences may happen and you can't avoid everything. Like, I'm not saying I want to be a helicopter parent or anything, but I, I don't want to like put things on them that are my own fears. Like, I don't want to tell them be careful or like whatever, when they go into the water, mm-hmm. I'm like, I want them to just like learn, feel yeah. it. And it's like, that'll be such an interesting like task to or feat to overcome whenever the time comes but sure i am curious how that might like translate into like you teaching with like Mm. word choice or like, like because it's physical education like there are like certain things you can do that like might injure yourself and like how yeah how you go about like phrasing that for the kids and like yeah a really awesome like learning experience yeah i think i think the way that works is it's just emphasizing the effort over the product you know like doing things that you don't know how to do like a lot of the kids really uh, like uh, just like we do you know we take we get scared and we get we 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 get anxious and we don't want to do it and and they're even more susceptible to that because at that age, they're really, really concerned about what their friends and their peers think about them Yeah. and how they, and what their outer image looks. And they're so susceptible to that. So yeah. like, it's about, it's about raising that confidence in them and making them feel like safe to try, you know, and you, and you do that by establishing a, a, a healthy, safe classroom environment you know, one that's built on mutual trust and respect and positive communication and, and healthy language and decisions, you know, like that's, that's what you, at least that's my, that's, that's my focus. And I, and I really, really emphasize those things with the kids. How do you Um, emphasize it to like, you said, are you doing fourth grade? Like in this year? Fourth, fourth and fifth grade. Fourth and so, how do you emphasize that? To would that be like eight to ten year olds? Uh, yeah, yeah, eight to yeah, that's about right. 
eight to ten. Yeah, how do you, um, how do you like phrase that kind of stuff for like that age group and like make it something that's like digestible and like easy to understand and like yeah, you know what you do yeah. is you you have them you have them do it for themselves. You model it what it's supposed to look like, mm-hmm. uh, and then. And then, like, I always try to, like, I I have them always do, like, high fives and, like, encouragement. Like, Mm -hmm. encouraging their friends when after, regardless of what the outcome is. Like, um, and I think, I think having them do that is a big, a big piece of, of building that and emphasizing that community and that trust with each other. Um, so that's, that's definitely a practice that I do is, is modeling what it looks like and, and explain to them, like, Okay. This is, this is how you should communicate what you would want to come across and, um, making them realize. And I think that's, that's what you have to do. You have to put it in ways that they understand and that they can really relate to. So you have to learn a little, and to do that, you have to kind of learn about them. You have to ask them questions about themselves and, (laughs) and what their interests are and what they like to do. And And you get to do that year after year. That's so fucking cool. You must meet Mm -hmm. so many, like. Wild yeah, young souls. They're interesting. Aww. They're 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 definitely interesting. That's for sure. Um, is there like any? I I would say maybe don't mention their names, but can you just think of like any kids that have like stuck out to you? Um, wait. So you twenty nineteen. Have you been doing this for four years? This this is my this is my third year. Third, okay. Yeah. So this is my first lot. The yeah. I've gone through two full years, starting my third right now. Yeah. Um. Sure. You know, like I can, I had this one, I had this one little girl, she's a fifth grader. Um, and she came up to me and, uh, at the one school that I'm at, it's a big fourth, fifth grade school. That's all there is. There's fourth and fifth graders. There's no third graders there. It's a just giant school of fourth and fifth graders. Uh, yeah. And, um, and there's, and it's really small too. That's the other part is like, it's one of the bigger, uh, student, bodies that we have, but it's in the smaller, one of the smaller campuses Okay. The playground area is tiny. So there's only so many basketball courts. There's only so many handball courts. So, um, this one girl, she comes up to me and she wants to play the basketball game with the boys that, that what's happening, the boys. Mm-hmm. And she, and I was like, well, why don't you want to play? And she's like, well, they're, they're kind of rough. And I was like, yeah, they can be. I was like, that's true. And I said, well, do you want me to go over and like have them pause the game and let you in? Or do you want to go over there and try Like I gave her that choice. I was like, yeah. what do you want? Instead what do you want to do? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And she, and then she said, I want to go over and try. And I said, cool, go for it. <laughs> and she went over there and she, and the boys are in like that. They're, they're all really, they're, they're all great kids. And they, yeah. they let her right into the game. And I was watching them a little bit and she got this basketball and she put up the shot and she buries it. <laughs> and, and then she ran right up to me and she goes, coach Roach, did you see that? And I was, I was busting. I was like, yeah, I saw it. It was awesome. <laughs> he go back and he play. <laughs> but it was just like, again, it was allowing them to make the decision and yeah. not forcing them to do it. Like I'll get letting them choose the comfort level that they're at. I think that was, that was a big takeaway. Uh, another one that I can think of, um, it was tough. She was tough. She was, had a good attitude. She was good at very smart student, mm-hmm. very, very smart. Um, and she had a lot of different ways 
to get out of things that she didn't want to do. Um, and she would always oh, learning manipulation as a child mm-hmm. is such a fun thing. Yeah. So, and then she would also, so this one particular day she was, um, we were, I, I remember it vividly. We were playing for, we were doing Frisbees. I was, I was in the middle of my sports unit and I was teaching the kids how to throw Frisbees. So I had, I had gone through the lesson and showed them how to do it. Um, and now I'm in the section where like I've split them up into groups and I'm walking around each group, watching them throw. Um, and the one girl, um, her group is not doing anything and they're, they're, the two of them are throwing, but she's just standing there. Uh, so they leave her and now she's by herself and she's all pouty and she, cause, cause I, and I, and she was, cause she was messing around. She wasn't doing it. She wasn't so like, yeah, they left, they left her, they left her to go do something else on their own. So she walked up to me and she was all mad and saying, so-and-so did this because of this. And I was like, I said, I said to her, maybe. And she like, I didn't agree with her. I just, I said, maybe. And then she looked at me and she's like, well, wait, what do you mean? I was like, well, maybe they left because they were mad at you, but maybe they left because you weren't doing what you were wanting supposed to do. And she goes, no, no, they left. I was like, I said, maybe. And she's like, wait, what do you mean when you keep saying maybe? And, and I, that was when, and then I could tell, and I said, what do you mean? What do you think you mean? It means, and she yeah. says that I don't know that I don't know. And I was like, that's exactly right. You don't know why people do things. And it was coming back to that. It's like, we don't know why other people are doing things. <laughs> we're only can control ourselves. So you have to look inward and think, what were you doing? And then she says, I was messing around. I said, yes, that's exactly right. So she, so it was, but it was like, it was allowing her to build the pathway to see what she needed to learn at that moment, rather than me just tell her what she was doing and what I saw. I asked her questions that led her to what I ultimately wanted to tell her was like, you were screwing around and they got over it and didn't want to deal with you anymore. So they left. (laughs) (laughs) But I can't say that. You don't want to say stuff like that to them. You want to, you need to be be gentle. You need to be gentle and let them figure it out. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yeah. There's, I mean, I could, I could talk, I can talk for a long time about different (laughs) experiences and funny moments and, um, it's because I have, I just, and that's the, that's the really cool thing about my job is I get to work with so many different kids at different schools and I'm not with them all day. So I don't get to learn as much as I could say their, their classroom teacher who's with them right. five days a week all day. Yeah. Um, but I get to learn, I get to know a lot of them instead of just a small pocket of 30 of them. I get to work with 500 of them throughout the course of a year. Cool. And it's really, and I get to learn a little bit about each one of them and I might not remember their names. Um, but you know what? I remember their faces and their stories that they tell me. <laughs> <laughs> so like, it's, it's cool. That's, that's a, that's a pretty cool part of the job. Hell yeah. Yeah. Well, I have one last question for you. All right. Also, sorry. I'm... <laughs> Hostile sounds. I was going to say, you got something going on. You're like. What's happening? Yeah, I don't. I heard like people walking around. Someone's little kids crying. I'm like, oh, no. 
Um, okay. Right. Anyways, last question. Uh, mm. What do you miss about being a kid? Um, I guess, I don't know. That's a great, that's a great question. Um, probably the time that you had, like the amount of time during the day that you just was free because you didn't have the responsibility. You had school, you know, but school's out at three and you get the rest of the day and then you have your weekends off. And, and, you know, I say that now, and that's another reason why I'm so appreciative of my job is I get to have that, that time back. Like, yeah. And I know people, people make a lot of huff and puff about like teachers should be paid more. And that's true. We should. Um, but, but damn it, the work life balance of a teacher can be pretty special if you really work at it. And, um, because it gives you that time you have, you have your afternoons, you have your weekends, um, you have your holidays and your summers. So like, yeah. 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 Uh, so you're so you were getting like, so I, I, I'm, Christmas, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So you're getting that. So I'm getting, I'm getting all that time back and I'm, that's, I think I'm trying to take advantage of that. Uh, yeah. but I, you know, I really miss, I think the thing I miss the most through from my youth is probably the, uh, competitive sports, like the teams, because there's really, it's, there's no supplement for it. Once it's, once the time is done, it's pretty much done. Yeah. You yep. could, you could put yourself in a master's league and play once a week, but you're, you're, it's not the same as going to a practice at twice a day yeah. for, for two hours with the same group. Playing two people. games a week. Going Playing to a two tournament. games a week, going to a tournament every weekend. It's, yep. there's, there's no replacing that time. Yeah. that you can devote solely to that yeah solely to something that you really truly enjoy and you're passionate about and you really love <laughs> doing um and i think that's why it's so important to that's that's one reason why i really struggled after college was filling that gap yeah once I once water once day. water and polo and swa yeah once once water polo and swim were done was that was really hard you know, cause you, you don't realize how much you identify yourself with, with your sport and your, and how, and that being an athlete, you, it becomes such a big part of you for so long and then it's gone. Yeah. It's weird. It's just like the social aspect of like, once you're done with like high school or like undergrad, or like if you did a trade school or like whatever route you took, like mm -hmm. once having that social setting is gone, it's like making friends is hard too outside of like work. Yeah. Yeah. It's really, it's really, it's, it's, it's hard. And, and it's there are people at that point, like they kind of, that's, I think that's why a lot of people, like they stick to the same friends that they had during those times. You know, they stick to their high school friends. They stick to their, um, uh, college cohort, you know, like they, yeah. and they, and probably not even all of them, probably just like a small pocket of those people. Right. Yeah. I mean, you know? I, I know that's the case for myself. I'm like, same. yeah, same. All the roommates, the two and I have maybe four yeah. or five really close friends that I played water polo with that I really just, that I really adamantly try to stay in contact with and yeah. everybody else is pretty much. I just don't, I, I mean, I, I see them because we have social media and I get to see what we're doing, but like, there's no communication there. There's nothing like that. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. It's like making the connection part is really hard. That's why it's so important to find that extra stuff. Cause it's like, yeah, you don't want to close yourself off to that either. You know, no. it takes definitely a few tries to find like what that thing is into adulthood with like, <laughs> all right, what do I do for the next six hours? Two of those are making dinner. Yeah. You know, <laughs> And I think that's another reason why, yeah, it's like, it's again, you got to find that supplement for that. And a lot of people, I, and I know this is true for myself. They go back to those things that they did as kids, Yeah. you know, like I, I have friends that got back into rollerblading. I, yeah. I have friends that got back. I like, I got, I, I started surfing more consistently once school, that was something that really helped was starting to surf more consistently after I was done with school. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, that was a big, that was a big change for me. Uh, swimming. I was, I got back into swimming. That was nice for a little bit. Um, I haven't swam in a long time as far as like in a lap swimming anymore, but, um, but yeah, it's, it's about, I, you go, you go back to those things. It's about rediscovering yourself and what you enjoy and what you used to enjoy and what you maybe want to try something new. Yeah. You know, so yeah. It's important to find that stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. Uh, well, I feel like we're at a good closing closing spot right now. Do you have yeah. any last um, closing thoughts you want to share? I feel like that was a really good thing to end on, but if there was anything else you wanted to share? Like no, I, no. Actually, yeah, yes. well, I want to do one more. I will talk about one more thing. It was probably my favorite part of that uh, Master of Love book. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. I wanted to ask more about it, but I wasn't sure, like, if yeah, it no, or not. Yeah, cool. no, no. I, it was, and I think it was probably because, and again, it's because teaching and learning, the main way to drive a point, and I think I already said this, but the main way to drive a, really drive a point with somebody, with a student, with anybody, is to connect what you're trying to teach them to something personal, mm -hmm. you know, and so if you can make what you're trying to teach relatable, it's really going to drive home the, the point. Yeah. Um, so in that, and there's a particular chapter, uh, and I don't want to go too much because like I, I only read, I read it once and it was really, and I'm sure like there's pieces, like if I reread it, I would remember it better. But the main idea was like, um, you have a magical kitchen, right? There's this magical kitchen that you have and it cooks and you can get any food that you want out of it. And it's the best tasting version of that food ever. So you have that kitchen. Uh, and then somebody comes up to your door, knocks on your door and they say, Hey, I have a pizza here. It's the best pizza there is. You can have as much as you want of it. You can have it all the time, but you have to do what I want you to do. And you have to, and you have to love me the way I want you to love me. And you have to, and you would tell that person in that situation, no, I have this magical kitchen and I can have pizza and it's the best pizza there is. And I can have it whenever I want to. In fact, why don't you, you can come in and enjoy because I have what I have so much of it that I can give it to other people. This it's because this is, this is why it's, this is how magical it is. And then the flip side of that was now you're a starving person. You don't have, you haven't eaten a few in weeks. And that same person comes up and makes that same offer of the pizza. You would probably take them up on that offer. Yeah. You would yeah. be willing to do what they're wanting to do. And you, you would at that point do anything for that pizza. And they can, and at that point they control you because you have some, they have something that you 
physically need. You need sustenance. You need food. You need to do that for yourself. So the analogy there is that the magical kitchen is the self-love, the love that you have for yourself. Yeah. And if you have that, you have the strength to move forward in any situation in any, any aspect of your life. And, and if you don't, then you're willing to be controlled. You can, you're, you're open to not having any say what you want to do or where you want to be at that point, because you're, you're deprived. You, we need, we need love. Yeah. We need to feel love. We need to experience it. It needs to be a part of our lives and we have to love ourselves. And, and I, I really drove that really drove home at that moment in my life. Reading that chapter it was, mm-hmm. it was just like, that is like, if you can love yourself, your whole self, your flaws and your positive things and all of your stuff that you have, then that's really, you have everything that you need to be happy. And it's that it's coming to that realization that everything that you need to be happy, you have inside of yourself. So I think that's a great closing point. Yeah. (laughs) Not even a point. I thought that's so real. You could, you could literally like tie that in to like so many different types of dynamics. Like Mm -hmm. what kind of love would you want to see one of your loved ones receiving versus like, what are you allowing someone to like do to you or like what are you settling for like whatever Mm -hmm. the fuck it is like yeah and this the scary part is you will you will allow somebody to treat you poorly as far as you treat yourself yep you know you your your level of your pain level your your tolerance level is 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 as high as what you do to yourself basically yeah, what you do to yourself, what you say to yourself, like what you think about yourself. Exactly. So it's, such, it's like it's not not even an everyday thing. It's like an every moment thing. Like mm-hmm. depending on the way someone's thoughts may or may not consume themselves, but like from yeah. like my like obviously I can only speak from my own personal experience. <laughs> like every moment, it's like an opportunity to like decide like do I want to say that bad thing about myself like to myself or do I want to be like, where's that thought coming from? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. And it's recognizing it's recognized. That's the biggest step is when you yeah. recognize that that's what you're doing. That's when you can change. Yep. Yeah, that's when you can, you can effectively make changes when you, but first you have to recognize that the, the chain, that the thing that is that exists, yeah. that negative thought about yourself is there and you know, it's there and you recognize it and then you can change it. So, Thank you again. This was, that was awesome. That was really fun. Yay. I'm glad you had a good time. Yeah, Um, definitely. Thank you everyone for listening. Um, your last reminder to please rate and follow the podcast. Please (laughs) do it. I beg of you. See, John's even saying to do it. Good, good stuff. Good stuff on here. (laughs) Uh, Well, um, good night, everyone. It is nighttime for me. It is um, afternoon for John. (laughs) Early, early evening. Early evening for him. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Goodbye, everyone. Until next time. (laughs) All right. Take care, Kaylin.